the Lord has not given me the gift of reading your minds, but I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that was a very long gospel. In all the gospels that we hear, except for the Passion account at Palm Sunday or Good Friday, I think that is the, the longest one. And we get to hear it pretty much every third uh, Sunday of Lent. So we've heard the story, but it's long, and there's a lot there. And it's easy to kind of trail off, especially when we lost an hour of sleep last night. But this is a very, very powerful gospel. The gospel of the Samaritan woman in this encounter with our blessed Lord. Our Lord is traveling north. He's traveling north and he goes through Samaria, which is a country, an area of people that have a lot in common with his own people, the, the Jews in Judea. But they've separated themselves from the Jewish religious life. They've become their own culture, primarily because they've been taken over by other cultures through wars and different things. So the people, the Samaritan people, have the same background as the Jews do. Because of all the history of the area, they lose their way. They still believe in the first five books of the Old Testament, but they've been incorporated into idol worship and other practices from the people around them that have invaded them over the years. So the Jewish people do not like the Samaritans. The Samaritans don't like the Jews because they're kind of blood brothers or cousins, at least in their background. But they have many different customs. And the Jews really don't want anything to do with the Samaritans. But I think there's an important point here about our Lord that we should receive today. And all this long gospel, there's so much to learn when... Father and I, we can preach on it for all the next Sundays of Lent. But there's something we should take away, I think, this morning from this. This pattern that our Lord chooses to do. And perhaps it's a pattern of conversion in our own life. Our Lord goes to Samaria even though most of the time he goes around that area. Or most Jews would want to go around this area because they don't want anything to do with the Samaritans for a reason. Our Lord, even though he's never, in his humanity at least, at least, he's never met this Samaritan woman, he seeks her out specifically. He seeks her out so that he can know her and love her, that she can get to know him. She can be, really see into her own heart her own sins, and then do great things. This is the pattern for all of us that are called to do. Get to know the Lord, repent, put aside sin, because the Lord is seeking us regardless of our sins, and also to do great things, to do beautiful things, I want to talk a little bit about my own experience, not because I like talking about myself, I do not, but I relate to the Samaritan woman. 
I'm a Samaritan man, let's say, in my own walk in my life. I grew up cradle Catholic, like many of you. I grew up in the 70s and the 80s, a time of great confusion in our um, Catholic culture, our religion, of which we still kind of li- live in, we're kind of steeped in right now, a time of great confusion. And I went to Catholic school through eighth grade. I was pretty pious when I was little. And slowly, I started to drift away from the faith. Kind of got hold of the unholy trinity, the flesh, the world, and the devil. It kind of grabbed a hold of me as I got older. Slowly, I started to drift away from the faith. Um, I no longer really believed as I got into my later teens and young adulthood much of what the church taught. It kind of descended in many areas. I also didn't, didn't really believe in the real presence of our blessed Lord in the Eucharist. I hadn't been to confession for many, many, many years. As I got older, I met my wife. We got married. We had a couple little boys. Well, when I was 33 years old, my wife was 33, I went through a crisis. My wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, a later, um, later type of cancer, more serious type, and I had a crisis. I came to the realization that perhaps I was going to lose my best friend. My best friend maybe wouldn't be around, that I would have to raise two little little boys, and that I had no faith. I had no faith. I was maybe going to Mass, and my wife was much stronger faith. When she received this diagnosis, it hit us very hard, both of us, but it hit me a lot harder. I had no faith to carry me through this crisis. My wife, after receiving this diagnosis, they wanted to do surgery and chemotherapy and radiation, all the horrible things that cancer survivors, people with cancer have to go through. But we ended up going to the hospital for her major cancer surgery, of which it's going to be a long surgery and they're going to radically change her physical appearance and do um, things to save her life. We went to the hospital and I thought, you know, I really have not prayed in a long time. My wife's surgery is going to be a long surgery. I don't want to really be in the waiting room the whole time. So I thought, you know, I've got this rosary that I got at my first Holy Communion. I don't think it really been opened since then. But I'm going to open that plastic package and take out those beads. I'm going to bring it with I don't really know how to pray the rosary. So I picked up a book from St. John Paul II, Meditations on the Rosary, and how to pray the rosary. So I brought that with. My wife, when we were at the hospital at North Memorial, they, they took her away for the surgery, and I went to find the chapel. Found the chapel, the kneeler there, and I went in, got down on my knees, took out my rosary, took out the prayer book, 
I entered into praying the rosary. Probably after two or three Hail Marys, Our Lady and Our Lord revealed themselves to me. I had this encounter with love, an encounter with truth, and it changed my life. It changed my life because this encounter with truth was an illumination into the man who I was. The Lord penetrated my cold, spiritually dead heart and showed me who I was, who he saw in me, and how he wanted me to change. Because I was not the father that I was called to be. I was not the husband I was called to be. I was certainly not the Christian I was called to be. This encounter with truth changed my heart immediately. I knew I had to change. God did not say, I love you and I don't want you to change. God said to me, I love you and you must change. You must change and repent. And I acknowledged it. I acknowledged it and shortly after the surgery, my wife had to go through radiation, all this stuff, but I was convicted. I needed to go back to confession first of all and I did and it was beautiful. It was life-changing. My wife, thanks be to God, is still with me today. She survived 20 years later today. She's still with me. But this is a great grace that the Lord, even in my sin, sought me out. Sought me out like this Samaritan woman. Told me, presented me that I needed to change, repent, do penance. I did, just like she did. Then the Lord got to know him, hungry for this truth, more of it. Started going to, to mass, even daily mass, with my kids and my wife, and fell in love with the Lord, and then wanted to evangelize. This is the pattern that the Samaritan woman goes through. This is the pattern of my own reconversion to the faith. Hopefully, some of you can relate to her story. If you've experienced God's love and his calling to repent and change and then go out and preach this good news to others. God wants us in this last piece to do great things, to be a saint. He's called this woman, the Samaritan woman, to do it. He's called me, he's called each of you to do this. But this is not the end of the story to the Samaritan woman. Not the end of my story, certainly. Not the end of your story. But God calls this Samaritan woman. And we hear the end of the story in the Gospel of John. That the people come to see Jesus. They come to know him. They're converted. They stay with him two days. That's the last we hear in the Gospel of this woman. But it really isn't the end of her story. Because church tradition says that she has a name. She has a name. It's not Samaritan woman. It's Saint. And it's Saint Fotina, the bearer of light. In the Eastern tradition especially, and in the West too, we celebrate her feast day only in a few days from now, on March 20th. That this woman was so radically changed and had to come to terms with her own sin 
of adultery, of idolatry especially, that she changed and other, changed other people by her passion, by her evangelization, that later in her history, the apostles come back to Samaria and they find her. And Photina is her baptismal name. She's baptized into the faith. And then she goes to North Africa and she preaches there and converts many people. And finally, she's arrested by the Caesar Nero. She preaches to them his household and converts his household and Nero, the ruler's wife. This is the great thing. It's not just this little village in Samaria. It's throughout Christianity. She converts many and then gives her life for the faith. She's martyred. This woman that encounters Jesus at the well when she's seeking out water, tepid water in a well, our Lord through baptism and in this encounter fills her with this living water and she's martyred by being thrown down a dry well. That's how she dies, in a dry well, filled with living water. This is our call, maybe not to be martyred, but to be filled with this living water so that we can do great things too, to be saints. This is Saint Fotina, a great saint that converted many people because of her own experience of conversion, her own experience of preaching the truth that she experienced. What a great example for us. I encourage you, this is a long gospel. Open it up again this week when you've got a little more rest. Read it. Let it penetrate into your hearts and find how God is seeking you, how God is asking you be with him in a relationship and to get rid of the sins, the attachments of this world, and to be a beautiful witness to the faith, to do great things. This is all our calling. This is all our calling. God gives us the grace. St. Fortina, pray for us.